Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the Ticket Water Cooler here on a Friday for you. Just talking some good old college football. It's a few months away, but we like to keep that pretty heavy on the show. We do love some college football, don't we, Bob? <laughs> oh, yes, we do. I can't wait uh, for week zero in Ireland. It's a different experience than usual for college football for us, but we'll take it. I'm not sure if Nebraska's going to do too many of these week zero things. I think it's great for branding. I know Scott hates it. I know coaches probably in general are going to hate it. Probably. Um, but it's a good idea. I mean, Nebraska's going to have two years now where they have a, a conference game on week zero. The eyes of the nation are on them. If they lose again, they'll certainly never do it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't know if yeah, it's a bad be idea. Yeah, the end of that. Yeah. It will be I just feel gone. like there's, uh, you know, I like the Nebraska on Black Friday type of thing. I feel like that's um, something they kind of carved out for themselves. It's lesser so now than it has ever been because they're on BTN. Yeah, Even though not. they're breaking records on BTN, they're on BTN instead of, you know, Fox or ABC or anything like that. But um, I think Week Zero is an interesting interesting opportunity for any school, not just Nebraska, to, to get their eyes on, on you every year. I mean, I if Arkansas starts playing on Week Zero, I'll watch one more Arkansas game a year than I normally do. That is so. fair. No, that is fair, and well, at least this year we get to win on week zero, right? I hope so. My goodness. Uh, Peter Skaronsky is going to be the highest-graded uh, player in that game, for what it's worth. Really? Yeah, he said he's uh, – I was looking at uh, – I know he's, he's pretty highly regarded. Mo Kuyper has got him as, like, one of the top tackles in the draft, top 15 type of pick. Um, so, O'Shawn Mathis and the, that new pass rush is going to have an interesting – you know, get get going with it, but you know, I'm not saying the other tackle for Northwestern is anywhere close to that. But right, um, we'll kind of see it. So that'll, that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, in either way, Nebraska overwhelmed Northwestern last year, so that's the expectation this season as well. We were kind of talking about, um, obviously the, I mean, and I've been calling Paul Feinbach, which is fine because <laughs> I'm a bit of an SEC homer. You are an SEC. I've homer. never been to the South, so it's weird to be a homer. If anyone, I should be. Yeah, I'm literally from the South. <laughs> Um, but I, I, a so-called SEC homer, because I acknowledge that the SEC is awesome, and and, and you, I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear right now. No. You don't have to. Alabama it. is awesome. Yes, I will give you. Alabama is the greatest oh program goodness. ever, literally ever. It is. Yes. Nick Saban's probably the best coach to ever step on a football field. He is. Yes. And. <laughs> and Georgia won one last year, and LSU won one in 2019, and uh, Auburn and Florida, and you know, all have won one more recently. And how are those teams doing now, Bach? Uh, LSU <laughs> is know. six and six. Florida, I'm pretty sure didn't even. Uh, I think they did go six and six last year. They ended up making a bowl game, didn't they? Well, they fired their coach. Regardless, they, yeah, they fired Auburn to win division. Auburn is the most mediocre team in college football. Like, come on. So you want me just to there's replace? There's no sustained success. I think there's Ole more Miss, su- there's, Arkansas. Those teams take their those spots. Those aren't sustained success, though. There's more sustained success in the Big Ten. And that's why I've always told you the Big Ten is a better football conference than the SEC. Yeah, I will song. stand by that. Yeah. From top to bottom. From top <laughs> to bottom. <laughs> you can go ahead and stand by it. Uh, meanwhile, the championship trophies are sitting in SEC. Congratulations. Ella, Ella, you know who else has championships? Clemson. And you know it's a terrible conference? Holistically, the ACC. Hey, but guess don't what? Don't turn on your own. <laughs> I love the ACC. Conference. I think it's yeah. the best conference to watch because every team is like kind of mediocre. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's so much fun. To well, watch. you know why I like watching the SECs because a lot of those guys are going to get drafted. They play a physical brand of football, 
And the CBS song gets me going. They're getting rid of that, though. I know. After this year, I believe. Yeah. But that's why the Big Ten West is awesome. Every team is pretty much mediocre. Oh, yeah, I do love the Big Ten West. Exactly. Yes. That's why the ACC is the same way. Um, but w- what we're talking about here is uh, Nebraska and, and just kind of the job status overall, not necessarily trying to fire Frost or anything, but um, <laughs> acknowledging that that might be a thing that could happen in the next few years. Uh, regardless, where would Nebraska kind of be in the uh, choice out there as far as like, you know, how how interesting would they be for the top coaches that are on the market that year? Um, and again, it's I think the Midwest kind of took a hit over this last year uh, in, its, in, its, in its value and its look, at least because of Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's literal all-time winningest coach. And Lincoln Riley, a guy that's had two Heisman Trophy winners, you know, and has been to the playoffs several times, both deciding to leave because they felt like it seems like they felt like they hit their ceiling where they were. Um, And USC is kind of like the lone standout um, out west and certainly um, as considered to, you know, the SEC. Brian Kelly obviously went to the SEC. Um, But again, I'm going to my point of how dominant the not just the SEC, but the South has been in college football over the last several years, um, and it's it's going on quite some time. Obviously, we know – I mentioned the SEC teams. Clemson and Florida State obviously winning titles as of late. Um, oh, but Ohio State is the lone team that's not Southern um, since 2004 uh, to have won a title. Southern Cal won in 2004 and 2003 under, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Pete Carroll there. Uh, but they had to share one, by the way, in 2003 with LSU to begin with. Um, and then it kind of depends on where you put Oklahoma. Um, but even in that era, you're talking about Miami in 2001, Oklahoma in 2000, 99, Florida State in 98, Tennessee. So when you go back to last, last go back to Nebraska's championship in 1997, how many te- teams outside of the South have, have won titles? Um, Again, it depends on where you put Oklahoma. They're moving to the SEC, but I can't use them in my Lincoln Riley example. And I don't know if I would consider them the South. That's a little bit right. of a stretch. But once they go to the SEC, they're in that conference. They're they, you know that's Which southeastern. So I mean, it, it's just, yeah, that's kind of weird geography with with uh, with the deal these days. But in any case, um, if you count Texas as South, how much do you not count Oklahoma? I don't know. It, it's a difficult. Discussion. Certainly, don't consider Kansas South. So right. that's right above Oklahoma. So it's kind of weird there. Um, so even if I give you Oklahoma has one out of the South in two thousand, um, the only other teams are Southern Cal with the Pete Carroll dominance that they had in two thousand three and two thousand four, and then Ohio State in two thousand fourteen. You know, we're talking about more like 25 years. That's how dominant the South has been. And it didn't used to be that case. I mean, you look in the 80s, you had Notre Dame, Penn State, uh, BYU uh, winning those. Of course, Nebraska's had their had their dominance there in the 90s. Even, you know, Washington, uh, Colorado, uh, Georgia Tech, I suppose, is South, but they don't feel like it. They're not a traditional dominant team. Um, so it's just kind of crazy how... Over the last 25 years, all all of the power has shifted to the southern states unless Ohio State can take a swing lit recently. And hopefully USC gets back into that because they're one of the few teams, I think, that can build their way up. Well, let me ask you this then, Bach, and I think it's a good question for you. Dusty brings this up. Ask Bo Pelini, Bach. He'll tell you it was the BCS that made those southern teams. I don't remember anything other than the BCS, so I don't know how much merit, how much truth there is to that. But if you look at the timeline, yeah, there might be some truth to that. And I don't know what the BCS would have to do with that. I'm not sure what role they would play. Because, again, I all I remember is the BCS. I've only grown up in the BCS, mm-hmm. now the playoff era. 
So I don't necessarily understand. Uh, Dusty, if you don't mind texting, 402-464-5685, again, it's the Sarder Heyman text line. Dusty, if you don't mind telling us kind of the, the theory behind that, because I don't really understand that. Because the BCS, I don't find too much different than how they chose champion champions before. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's a title game, but there were still ties. There were still very questionable decisions off of who made the championship game, and there were very questionable decisions before the BCS who the national champion was. So I don't know what the discrepancy would be there. Yeah, I mean, I, he might be uh, talking about when, when you know, the one second being put back on the clock because he said the BCS, that's why they make that call is to get Texas he into the BCS championship yeah, it was game. one second back on the um, clock. I don't think it's necessarily holistically an attack at the BCS for being Bach is a Texas Southern fan, Andrews. Dusty. you got to be careful. I am not a Texas He's fan. He's a Texas fan. He said there was one second left on the clock. That does not make me a fan. I'm saying yeah. from an objective standpoint, I believe the ball hit with one second left with what I can see from ESPN's uh, ESPN's timer there that they when they broadcast the game looked like there was a second left to me. All right. And again, I always go <laughs> and more than that, I always go back to the fact they got a 15 yard penalty and kicked the ball out of bounds to get Texas in field goal position to begin with. That is they had true. that game locked up. They screwed it up themselves. It that wasn't just the refs. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's a that's an argument for 2009, I suppose. But the only thing about that is you can you can make that argument about Texas, but Texas is trash now. Yeah, like, they haven't been good. That's the thing is, like, you make this argument about the Southern schools, and while, yes, it's true, I mean, it's at least I wouldn't say it's the same other than Alabama. I mean, it's, it's basically Alabama every year. But then you throw in Auburn, Florida State, uh, Georgia now. I mean, those teams aren't winning every year. They're not even in the discussion every year. But they do have those recruiting classes yeah. that come up and now the transfer portal. And, and the so SEC's and so been... Spending millions of dollars on their coordinators for years now—that's which another, is I mean, true. The money, which is uh, very goes true. a long way. Just the fact there's a lot of you know facilities. High school football yeah. is a lot more serious in the South. Yeah. It, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it. But uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, let's go back to 2015 and enjoy a hail mary loss for Nebraska. Now, well, and a few other losses, but a few wins as well. That's coming up next year. Box history lessons 2015 coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler.